Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are talking about Season 6, Episode 3, entitled Noblesse Oblige, I think is how you say that. I thought it was Noblesse Oblige. Oh yeah. my god. Well, I'm not going to take my pronunciation cues from you. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, <laughs> I is it safer to take it from Timothy Oliphant? Because... Uh, probably not. No, I, I I'll go with the internet. I spelled it out fo. Uh, I spelled it out uh, phonetically in my notes as noblesse oblige, and then the uh, hmm. the little computer to helpfully. Th- <laughs> uh, that, that's the other thing. It's like I go to a pronunciation guide, and one of those fucking automated computer voice reads it to me. It's like, come on, yeah. So I don't. I don't trust those computer voices. Uh, the title is a French phrase that. Uh, translates to the obligation of nobility Hmm. and it's an ethical moral uh, framework that says that nobility or uh, being of noble birth extends beyond just the things you get and the monies and the power and requires uh, a a duty a burden of duty uh, to fulfill social responsibilities Especially towards disadvantaged people in leadership roles. It's essentially to Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. Sure. How does that apply to this episode? I... I am struggling to well, you put know, those pieces together. Railing threw it off as an offhand comment, but I've been thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a commentary on, like, who are the leaders of Harlan? And, like, why is it so bad? And Boyd has kind of fancied himself as a duke or earl or king. Yeah. Of Harlan County, and you know whether he's living up to that. Uh, you know how how other powerful people in this episode, such as uh, you know Avery Markham, how they're living up to that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't like. I don't get that vibe from Boyd anymore. I mean, in this episode, he says, you know, he's not leaving Harlan County with nothing. That doesn't sound like a guy who wants to stay to help Harlan County succeed. He just wants to not leave empty-handed. Right. He but, wants to grab the money and run. Sure. Mm, yeah, I don't I don't know if that applies to Boyd anymore. Well, I don't know if it applies to anybody. I mean, this concept seems uh like one of those deals where it's it's something you should do. It's almost ironic, but there's no there's really no obligation. Hmm. Like you know people with wealth and power sh- should feel a responsibility to give back to the community but that's there's no there's nothing enforcing that oh sure it's like people yeah. shouldn't talk in a fucking movie theater but i'm not sure if you've been to one lately <laughs> they do you know it's like there's all kinds of things mm-hmm. people should do but unless there's some kind of kind of force of of law and that's a whole other political debate about you know Sure. If we caught up, we're I think, not, I think we're, we're not now caught up into... to 21st century <laughs> politics and ethics now. Great. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, I, I feel like a French noble at this point. Uh, tell us about this episode. Who made it? This episode is directed by Buckaroo Banzai, uh, <laughs> or if you'd prefer Robocop, uh, okay. Peter Weller, which I. Seriously. Yeah. No. The guy who plays Robocop. The guy who plays Robocop. That's awesome. Um, and. Uh, yeah, he huh. he directed the hell out of this episode. He's actually been doing quietly. Also, the guy who plays Lobot in Star Wars. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. the original RoboCop. Yeah, because uh, he handled his shit. He did. Lando's Enforcer. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been quietly doing a lot of television work. Um, directed episodes of House and oh, shit. oh wow, I that's the one that stuck in my mind. Yeah, because um, some reason that didn't copy and paste in my notes. But he's he's got a decent filmography. Not a lot, like an episode or two a year. Mm-hmm. A couple here, a couple there, but he's been he's been doing some enough some to good maintain work. his lifestyle. Sure, yeah, and he's still keeping his hand in the acting game. Like the last thing I can remember seeing him in, I want to say was a twenty four episode okay. twenty four, where Jack Bauer had to roll yeah. up and shoot his wife <laughs> to apply pressure to him because he knew RoboCop wouldn't crack. He had to go sure. after Murphy. Yeah. That's the only way you can get to RoboCop. Absolutely, after Murphy. Yeah. So uh, it was written by our buddy Taylor Elmore and co-written um, by presumably his buddy. Maybe they hate each other. Benjamin mm-hmm. Cavell. Uh, Taylor, of course, is uh, a co-executive producer on Justified. We actually interviewed him once upon a time. Yeah, I actually have some information on those writers. Uh, they are kind of a duo who tried to get a pilot going. Uh, didn't get picked up. Is that up. the submarine pilot? Uh, I don't know. Because I, don't know. I know Taylor was talking about that when we were interview him, interviewing him. Yeah, I, last year they tried to get a pilot off the ground. It didn't get picked up, but uh, 
they were like, yeah, we, we want to bring these guys on to, to write uh, an episode together. You know, mm. they thought it might be fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess uh, they were fans of the show or something. The pilot. Taylor also wrote a couple episodes of Star Trek Enterprise, which I found interesting. Mm, okay. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> hey, I'd be like, I know Star Trek, Star Trek Enterprise sucked, mm-hmm. um, but I would still be Jones to have a writing credit on it. Are you kidding me? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as Benjamin, he has written uh, and is, serves a story editor for over 15 episodes of Justified. Wow. Okay. So he's uh, it's not just like a one-time favor um, that he got brought in on. He's He's been all up in it. That's it for background. Um, I felt like there this was a fairly eventful episode. This is... Yeah. It, I feel like it's fairly rare this early in the season for everyone's cards to be on the table. That's exactly what I was thinking. And not ev- – I mean, for us as the audience especially, mm-hmm. um, not every player sees everyone's cards. But we as the audience, I feel like I know who is working for who and why they're working and all their motivations and – Except I'm, for Ava. I'm still not sure. Ava's yeah. wi- still the wild card. Ava is kind of enigmatic this season – which is okay. I'm enjoying it. Which I'm thoroughly. loving yeah. because I didn't think she got served well at all in Orange oh, yeah. is the New Black last season. <laughs> For sure. Uh, the one thing I'm not sure about is why they're buying up land in Harlan County. Uh, we got an email that may explain that, but I'm not sure that it's not spoilery. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I could have th- been like asleep during some of the pillow talk with Avery and Catherine last, last uh, episode. Uh-huh where he blurts out some of the stuff that was in this email that we got uh, from a listener, but I wasn't sure if it was just her speculation or, uh, you know, her connecting dots from reading. Because the thing is that Graham Yost is doing these postmortems on Yahoo that are dropping what I consider fairly massive spoilers. Like people, if we did this on the podcast outside of the spoiler section, would have cows (laughs) judging by people's reaction to other things. Yeah. So I'm hesitant to use any information from that as well. But uh, they're really good postmortems, though. Like I, sure. I went there and I read one for this episode, and no, they're man. He's just giving all kinds of awesome knowledge away, and the person interviewing him is also really good, yeah, and really observant, and knows they're justified. And she's just some blogger on Yahoo, as far as I can tell. I think so, yeah. And yet somehow, like three years ago, she started doing these things with them, and it stuck. I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing amount of access. But he's yeah. clearly no, it's good stuff. Clearly, super proud of this last season, mm-hmm. and um very forthcoming uh with stuff so not yeah. not stuff i'm comfortable talking about on the podcast as of yet but we'll see sure um so speaking of a lot of stuff that happens yeah. why don't we talk about some of that stuff let's do it uh i kind of want to start with ava since we mentioned her okay uh there's a lot of back and forth between is ava good uh is ava bad and by that i mean is ava working for raylan is ava working for boyd I'm still totally up on the up in the air on that, but I think there are a couple of clues kind okay. of hidden in this episode. Um, the the scene that she has with Avery is great, where he comes in and he says, uh, "You need to be a tough woman. You need to be tougher than any of the men in this scenario for them to take you seriously, and for uh, you not to be used as a token, sure, as as a pawn, a piece to be moved around the board." Um, they're sitting. At the table where I think she killed her husband, is that right? If that, yeah, I you're think right. that's the same table. You're right. And if so, he has no idea who he is talking to. <laughs> well, so that's it's funny because uh, Phil Z picked up on that too on Facebook. He said, uh, quoted that line oh. and said, "Markham just signed his own death warrant with those words." Could be which is correct now i guess i buy that theory that he might underestimate ava and think that boyd is really you know she's just a as he says a token to be hurt to keep her man in line um i I just don't know where the shotgun stops does it stop with avery does it stop with boyd does it stop with raylan sure i mean no it's a fair question i i think ava's it, it like she clearly rekindled things with boyd but i don't what did you? What was your take on that? Their late night drunken reminiscing, and yeah, then yeah, her uh, Sharon stoning him at the end. I mean, that's why it's so great because it could be read either way. You know, Ava could be getting drunk with him, hoping he'll reveal something. But uh, she already knows put- a ton of shit that she's not telling Raylan. That's the thing that You're I right. think is the biggest tell. You're right that she's still, you know, 
uh, what Charlene call herself on on Archer last year? Rebel Outlaw Princess. Oh, Outlaw Country or Outlaw whatever. Country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still Outlaw Country, and uh, because a lot of, I mean, she was a willing participant in his scheme to reconnoiter the place, uh-huh. which almost blew up in their faces, even worse than it did. Sure, she didn't tell anything about that to Rayland. Yeah. You're right. She's not even said that she's... Well, I mean, I guess it's too late in the episode for her to reveal that she's resumed sexual relations with Boyd. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you... There's a, So there's something at the end with that, um, with her getting into bed with Boyd. Uh, the this, real plot comes... twist is she got up in the middle of the night and stared at him sleeping for like three hours. <laughs> sure, can I trust this guy? Uh <laughs> She, He's that, got the swastika. That comes right off the back of the scene where Catherine is telling Boyd her plan, which was to sleep with Avery sure. and get and then steal his money. And also... Is so, Ava doing the exact same thing? It makes me wonder, anyway. Th- this is something that was in the Yahoo thing. If, if you're, I definitely think they're setting that up. Also, I got that Catherine wants Avery dead. Yeah, because when Boyd says, I'm going to put a bullet in your boyfriend's head, she's like, I, I, I knew when we met that you're the man of my dreams. <laughs> uh-huh. She's really salty about whatever Avery's involvement with her husband's downfall and death. Yeah, definitely. Which I didn't get last season or even up to this episode that how... Uh, you know how kind of like angry and out for revenge she is for on that count sure no and i i'm wondering also how much avery knows about her plan because if you take this token speech and you say uh especially the part where he says i know women like that Mm -hmm. is he talking about Catherine? does he have any idea what she's up to uh i mean he could certainly be talking about Catherine and not know i got that you're talking about the hard women line yeah yeah no i definitely thought that we as the audience were supposed to know that that yes that he was talking about Catherine. does does that mean that he knows any of her plans or does that just mean that he thinks that she's a hard woman i don't know and and what's weird about this episode is um you know when boyd kind of came to come correct with uh, avery uh he I've never seen Boyd roll over and piss himself like that to any, and that one. makes me think that he was not serious about that, even from Certainly. that moment. But but he actually convinced me that, like you know, yeah, uh, that when Boyd came in to blast Catherine and um, win, I thought it was going to be like, what the fuck, you're sending me against yeah. Al Capone? I'm what? out. Yeah, like I'm out, and then he's going to hatch his own plans, but. But they they double surprised me in having him, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm still going to steal from him. I'm just going to kill him. Yeah, and I have to wonder how much of the line that Avery leaves him with that, you know, the line about him still pretending. So you think that maybe that was genuine, that the boy was starting to think better of it, and then he couldn't help but rub that salt into... Yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, I don't, I don't see Boyd doesn't get angry and just do shit though. Yeah, because and the other thing is he Boyd it all along said I'm not leaving Harlan with nothing. Yeah. So how many big scores are left in Harlan? This might be it. This might be it. So maybe he feels like he he's mad that he was tricked into messing with someone he didn't know he was messing with, and mm-hmm. he probably wished that he had done that rollover and piss himself speech in front of Ty Walker, so that yeah. you know. Uh, and and the other thing is, did you think that Ava was a little bit ham fisted in her reconnaissance of the pizza place? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't how know do how you find yourself in a basement of a building without realizing. But it. she had to do. So I'm like trying to think yeah. of like what would be a more sly way of doing that. But you know, obviously Ty Walker did not buy any of that bullshit. About... What is what is Ty doing just sitting down there in the basement in the dark in his shadows? Well, they're sleeping in shifts, man. He was trying to get some shut-eye, and fucking Mundo and Ava just wouldn't shut <laughs> That's up. That's one of my favorite lines of the episode. Five men, three beds, we dealing with something untoward? <laughs> no, you dumbass. They're sleeping oh, in shifts. Man, I kind of want to talk about that, because it seems like Boyd's one downfall throughout the seasons uh, is the company he keeps. Hmm, okay. Like... You know, think about everyone has double crossed him. Like I Johnny, feel like Johnny was his multiple best, time, but but he but also he was the most smartest, he, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. But also that worked against him because he's also the most of, uh, underhanded and jealous. You had Devil, 
um yeah. fucking yeah. him over i mean like just go Dewey down the <laughs> all the list of people that have Mm-hmm. done him dirty his old nazi uh white power friend that was supposed to protect ava and ended up not because he was mad that he's not keeping the race pure or whatever the hell um, yeah it doesn't seem like his new guy is that good either sure his new guy's pretty dumb but that's a problem right i mean that's definitely uh I, I think about all the crime shows that i've watched you know breaking bad and the wire and that seems to be a recurring theme that it's just really hard to get solid help in the underworld and that's one of the reasons i thought avery might be uh you know you're comparing avery and boyd avery's crew just with the exception of mundo Mm -hmm. and maybe that's that's the fatal flaw is just so much stronger than boyd's yeah i feel like once you go like if a smart person decides i'm going into uh, i'm gonna be a criminal right what is their incentive to work for someone you don't work for someone if you're a smart criminal, right? You like there are no rules, so you just try to get to the top by all means necessary. But that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, for sure, for sure, you probably have to work for somebody for a time. But that's like talking about Johnny. I feel like that smart people usually look at crime and they get get to some war game strategy where, like, truly the only smart play is the is is the yeah. Smart you know, people get the fuck out. The smart move is not to 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 play. Uh huh. Um. Because I think everybody everybody's pondered a life of crime, right? Probably. And yeah. you start thinking like, okay, well, I know this, I don't know this, I could probably get away with this, but man, any little mistake, and yeah. You're no, fucked. the guy who made the Muppet Babies was pondering a life of crime right before he wrote that. <laughs> yes, sure, sure. Jim Henson, Jim Henson, <laughs> yeah, uh, notorious theoretical gangster. Sure. Before he got into drawing uh, and puppets, he was boom. Uh, I'm telling you Criminal. what, how effective, how effective uh, an interrogation would would Jim Henson come in with like Kermit the Frog? <laughs> he's got his hand on Kermit the Frog's ass, staring and, at you, and, and he's friend Kermit the Frog is the motherfucker. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, but you have to take Kermit seriously. If you don't, he'll just fuck, yeah. he'll fuck you up. Sure, Kermit's got the straight razor. Jim yeah. Henson's like, you need to listen to this man. It's not easy <laughs> being green. All right. <laughs> Uh, where were we talking about? Oh, yes. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Speaking of idiots, I felt like the good guys didn't clothe themselves in glory this episode, because what did you oh, think yeah. about Vasquez and Rachel? Uh, Assholes. I agree with them, I, I was, Ava. I, I was, I couldn't believe it. It's like, she's been out for a couple weeks. You have to at least let the suspicion die down. You do realize the circumstances in which she was released and Boyd and her's relationship. Uh-huh. You all knew that, and you think she's going to turn state's evidence in like 10 days? Dumb. It was, uh, And I, I don't know if this is how it routinely works, like if they're just high-pressure tactics or what, but that seemed really dumb to me that they wouldn't even give her a month to to find out some real solid information and i get it that while you've let her out that there's some high profile crimes happening mm-hmm. but you know if you have a high i don't get it like what's the use of having a high value asset like ava if you're just going to wi- burn her you know yeah you- i mean if i'm playing devil's advocate here uh I want to say from the other side, it looks like she's not giving them anything. It looks like she might be working with them. Uh, it's she hard just, to trust. Just last episode gave him that case full of shit. Yeah, that that yeah. if Ray, that if Raylan was smarter, smarter, he would have realized the significance of maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, she she could certainly be still working with Boyd, um, and I think they're a little wary of that too. Hmm. And it seems like she might be. I don't know. Yeah, and now the other thing is, like, I feel like the, even Raylan's annoyed with Rachel in this episode because he's like, look, you guys convinced me this was a Rico case. We're playing the long game. We're going to do it right by the book. And, you know, he he's kind of like, what the fuck? Why are you up in my shit? You know, I think he's using that as an excuse because he kind of feels bad about what they're doing to Ava. Hmm. Like, I, I get the distinct impression that during that scene, Raylan is a little antsy about the tactics. Yeah. I don't think necessarily because he cares about Ava, but more that he really wants to get Boyd. How much do you think he cares about Ava at this point? I feel like he cares a little bit. Yeah. Because the other thing is I made a note, his reaction that her staying up all night drinking, not the greatest. (laughs) What was it exactly? I don't remember. It's just, I mean, just, I felt like Ava said like, you know, like this, this like, you know, keep it between the ditches kind of sermon from him. Mm hmm. You know, it's the kind of shit that, like, uh, you know, I think the concept of friend zone is bullshit, first of all. 
But you hear a lot of guys that are quote unquote in the friend zone make these snide comments about their the object of their affection's real boyfriend when she's bitching about him. And like, you know, I felt like Raylan was a okay. little bit surprised. I don't know what he was expecting, and I can't really pinpoint an exact line of dialogue, but his reaction was kind of like mortified that she is going to start boning Boyd again. See, I you might be right. Um I, I don't recall the scene exactly, I, I mean, but she she pulls up drunk, right? She just sure. drove her car down the road drunk. I thought he was just saying, hey, keep it on the road. Like, just try not uh, to I end up in going, the ditches. I think they're going super metaphor with that. Maybe. Maybe so. Um, what do you, th- uh, you think about the um, visit with Luther and the plot involving his son where they were he was stealing, um, you know, debt cord or whatever? And we got yeah, a lot of... I don't of, really know where that's going. We got a lot more of... Um, well, I mean, that's the it's, kind it's of... It's Raylan being guilt-tripped in, about his kid. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I felt like we got a lot more of the Raylan Boyd slash backstory about the, you know, we dug yeah. coal together. And mm-hmm. um, that Raylan, even back then, was more playing the Hellraiser than really being the Hellraiser. Yeah, pouring out the moonshine while they weren't looking. Sure. Yeah. Although, do you think that's... Ray- one thing I often wonder is was is Raylan being honest there? Was or was I he just so. saying that just to not look like an you know asshole in front of Rachel? Nah, because this guy's saying so. like, "Boy, you used to be the biggest drunk from all of us." Yeah, you read books during lunch, but you just really you know cracked a mason jar and gulped it. And he's like, "Yeah, pl- I, you know, I, I, I poured it into the plants." Uh, yeah, but he also like the guy says, "You never seem to be that drunk." Uh, one word: tolerance. A guy, <laughs> you start drinking moonshine by the court. Well, you build yeah. up a tolerance. You do build then. up a tolerance, but I, I don't I'm know. That's back in Raylan's early days. Did, did they not notice all the rhododendrons in the office just wilting and dying and staggering <laughs> and leaning on people's alive. shoulders? And I didn't know plants could vomit. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I, I took it at face value, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, did you think? Do you do you think that uh, Luther knew about his son? Yeah, uh, yeah, he had. Uh, did did he make? Did he sign off on that correction, or was he just as surprised as anybody to find out his son was stealing explosives? It's a fair question uh, because I, he was awful comfortable with Raylan just coming into his office, owning the place as a marshal, going through his books. If he if knew, he had doctored the records, yeah, he he's a better actor than almost anybody I've seen. Not real life actor, but the, yeah, than almost any criminal show. I've seen on this show of uh, his ilk. I, I kind of thought he was really surprised. I did too, especially with the speech he gives Raylan about his kid. You know, um, I I don't think that he knew about it, but when he found out about it, he was willing to fall on that grenade for him, or try to anyway. It doesn't seem like that's going to work. But I, yeah, I, I really felt like that scene was supposed to kind of be a guilt trip for Raylan. Like, why why are you out here doing this other thing when you should be kind of with your blob of kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Which I it's, think it's that's, something that's going to be a concern for Raylan going forward. I think that's my personal candidate for line of the week. The whole you know your your little girl's nothing more than a gob that cries, eats, and shits. And Raylan's like, it's like you met her. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Although I did also speak but, but the it scene, also I like the whole. I may not be Stephen Hawking, but basic addition and subtraction, I can claim some mastery of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I was just noticing in that scene just. I don't know. Every episode, this just seems to nail the dialogue. Just nail it. It's perfect. Yeah, somebody on the forum was saying that this is the one of the more Elmore Linnerty seasons, as far as okay. nailing that dialogue. Yeah. Um, which it I feels kinda... like Raylan slips in and out of it. Boyd is kind of consistent with that, but yeah. Raylan kind of comes and goes with his dialogue. I don't know. It's the draw. Um, and yeah. Elmore somehow has, if you read his books, especially the, the kind of the justified ones, he even writes in a grammatical and like a typesetting style where like he rarely uses like quotation marks and it's just kind of very informal way, uh, of, of writing, like almost like hmm. they seem like first drafts, but that gives you kind of like a sloppy, the, the, the sloppy writing style and the accent and the kind of approximations of dialogue puts you in that mindset where you can uh, 
I'm trying to think. It's like the way he writes the words helps kind of you hear the draw. And one thing that I feel like is something that always amazes me is the power of the draw. <laughs> okay. Like to make any sentence sound good. Not just that, but like threat, like you can threaten people and, and have them thank you for it. I mean, I think that's a direct <laughs> quote from one of uh, uh, Raylan's speeches of a couple seasons ago, but mm-hmm. I mean, the best example is Avery Markham showing up on Ava's desk, or her her front porch, and inviting himself in for something to drink with this, like you know, careworn leather face smile that he's rocking. Yeah, but I he's also say... threatening her life at the same time. He's so fucking smooth. You're right. You're right. And the the draw definitely helps with that. You know what else helps with that? Or probably actually no, takes away from it. The man without the mustache looks kind of like the Grinch when he smiles real big. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch, yeah, or even the cartoon version. <laughs> I mean, he really, really does. His cheeks come up way high. Uh, I I don't know. I was just noticing that. There's something else that we got a good look at. What's that? in this episode? Win Duffy. Oh, we got a whole lot of Win Duffy. So, in this so episode. I, I had many questions about that scene. All right, he's All right. wearing the banana hammock, right? Yep. Yet yep. his tan lines as if he are wearing boy shorts. Yes. That's did, shocking. Did he, like, you know, he's like, because I, I, I see him, like, uh, you know, American Psycho style, like, flexing in the mirror uh-huh. and, like, just not being happy to tan lines. <laughs> so he's like, I got to get the banana hammock. Uh-huh. And I mean, So this, this is, is the day he switched? Yeah, like, maybe a day or two ago. He can't okay. quite, because, you know, my girlfriend and I were talking about that on the couch last night, and she's like, <laughs> as what? you do. Why wouldn't you just sunbathe nude? And I thought about it. I'm like, man, yeah. I don't risk a cockburn. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm you're fi- right. I'm fine. I'm fine if the banana looks a little yellow. Okay, it does because <laughs> oh it's be- it's better. It's better than bright red, right? Indeed, I agree. Like I, I'll risk it burn to the cheeks, to mm-hmm. to the nips, to any of that, but not 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 the you know you don't that you yeah. Imagine having a sunburn that would oh, put you out of commission for a while. Yeah. Uh, although yeah. I don't, it doesn't seem like Win Duffy has that much of an agenda. What do you mean? Uh, I, I've never seen him with a woman. Is I've he hooking up with his, Catherine? I, is he hooking up with his bodyguard? He Win like Duffy every time totally he's wearing be, a fucking robe when they meet, isn't he? I, I'm saying that any spectrum of sexuality assigned to Win Duffy, I would not be surprised with. Okay. All right. And. I feel like that there was a few scenes of the carpetbagger between them where... Oh, maybe. You know, maybe there was a mm. little bit of, of that going on. But yeah, the whole... I mean, this is a man who doesn't want to talk while he's tanning because it muddles his facial tan. Yeah, really? He takes his... He takes really? His, takes his, uh, well, and my, my thought is, if you're that worried about it, why doesn't he got the stand-up tan? Because nothing fucks with sure. tan more than pressure points and all that stuff. Yeah, you'll end up with some lines that you don't like. You gotta get a stand-up tanning bed if you yeah. want if you really want to be unmuddled. I do have the real answers as to why his tan lines are the way they are. Oh, I assume. So Jerry Burns. Did, I was gonna say, did did this come out in the postmortem? It did. Oh, yeah. No way. Yes, a hundred percent. All uh, right. Jerry Burns is actually a surfer. Like, a pretty accomplished, awesome surfer. I totally buy that. And as far as I know, he does not surf in a banana hammock. So they were coming up with, like, a way to explain. Like, we want Jerry Burns in a weird situation yeah. in this in this episode. Uh, hey, he's got this tan that we can't explain uh-huh. in Harlan County. Uh, how do we explain that? Well, he tans. Okay. Well, Jerry Burns in real life obviously doesn't have a... He's not wearing a banana hammock to surf. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. those are his real tan lines. Huh. But they didn't bother to that. They just left that in as a, I guess so. Well, my head canon <laughs> says that uh, he tried to boy. He tried the the tight like you know. Yeah, he's uh, doing all he can to get yeah, rid of him. Yeah, and then uh, he just started. Yeah, Give him a break. He's pared it down, and now he's down to the banana hammock. Yeah, he started tanning in a turtleneck. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Mundo got a crush on Ava, Ava Randolph. Oh yeah. Which I thought was interesting uh, until Ty Walker just immediately sussed it out and then threatened everybody. Where does that go? I mean, I get the choo-choo here can be easily manipulated by just about anyone. 
and mm-hmm. that like Ava could probably even more manipulate him. Yeah, when but, she met him in the basement, I was like, oh, she's going to dance circles around this guy. Sure. And then Ty Walker steps out of the but shadows. That's a problem. And when, I was worried. How is it going to be relevant? How is she going to use that to her advantage? I think she might take a tour of the bank some night when nobody's there. That would be I how think they is might that, use that, him to get the look, safe open. It's going to be a problem for me if Ty and or Avery and or Seabass in that five man sleep rotation ever puts Mundo at the bank by himself. If unless, they do that, unless, I'm going to call massive bullshit. So they had they had Choo Choo follow. That's just a terrible idea. Raylan These guys are too and smart for that. Tim, right? Right. They clearly trust him to a point. But if that's, Boyd that's causes Crow, the right distraction. That's a Dewey Crow mission, right? K- kind of, yeah. He's kind of expendable. Like they feel sure. sorry for him, but they're not going to. They're never going to take their eye off of him. They're going to give him stuff where, if they got busted, it might be catastrophic. But if he gets busted, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't know if Boyd causes the right distraction. I think there's potential there for everyone to be out of the bank. Or, or I mean, maybe she doesn't go for the tour. Maybe she gets some other information from him somehow. Uh, maybe. I don't know where the key is, maybe what the code is. I don't know how that thing opens, but th- there's potential there to get into that vault. Right. I think that's where it's going eventually. Right. Um, what's, I don't know. Er, do you want to talk about Earl and Tyler? Earl is Carl's dumbass brother, younger brother, who has the sure. Emulex connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Kent is the son of, um, oh shit, what was the guy's name? The guy at the mining Luther. Facility. He's the son Luther. of Luther. Yeah. Um, he is now in custody. And I I was un- left unclear to me whether his old man would go down, you know, like he's like Raylan said, if you want to get up on that cross, you're a fool. And he gave that little speech about you never really stop caring for your kids, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, where is that going? Like, it seems like if they actually got him to turn uh, evidence in on Boyd, that that the Rico case becomes incredibly strong. Yeah. Man stole explosives, robbed the bank, boom. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, they could potentially use him as a witness, certainly. Uh, How much longer is that going to be stretched out? Is, is Are we going to see someone executed at the holding facility? I mean... I feel like they need another piece of information to put this all together. I mean, yeah, you can have the guy say it was Boyd, but it's, you know, his word against... Yeah, but Boyd. is Boyd just going to sit there and wait? Or, I mean, that, I, I'm saying there's got to be a resolution to this storyline, and I'm not sure what it is. I don't know, man. That Dewey Crow necklace is still hanging out there. I'm yeah, concerned and we know, about we know that. Earl's got it, right? He's the one that picked it. He's the shop boy that, that picked it up. Yeah, and put well, he put it on a squirrel statue or something mm. in, in Boyd's bar. I don't know. Uh, that's definitely going somewhere, but I'm not sure where. Uh, it seems bad for Boyd, though, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these, like, you know, there's a lot of people watching in real time talking about uh, Tyler and Earl and how stupid they were. Marshals literally walk out the front door with the door wide open. They start making immediate plans to, um, you know, knock off the explosives, which yeah. uh, I think was intentional because Raylan just followed them. And, like, that's the bet. I think that's one of the best scenes in the show where they're like, you know, get their masks on and they're ready to go out yeah. and and Raylan and, and Rachel are both there. It's all this build up to just nothing, which I, I kind of like. Uh, the other thing I like about that scene and we've, we've seen it a lot from Raylan lately. Raylan hasn't shot many people lately. No, but there's he has always not been had the, the skin, the threat. smoke wagon. There has always been the threat. Like sure. those scenes kind of culminate in him backing the guy down. And I know that's kind of what, what Raylan does, but Raylan also shoots people. And right. and used to shoot people a lot more often. I'm wondering if they are holding back in order to make something more effective near the end of the season. Well, that and I think in universe they explain it because Raylan is trying to play the long game. Yeah, and you don't play the long game by just shooting <laughs> everybody up. Um, sure. This, this also had another strong candidate for line of the week, which is uh, you understand me, Earl. I'm going to shoot your dick off. <laughs> uh, and also, it's like the line yeah. doesn't work without Timothy Timothy Oliphant saying it, though. You're right. You're right. Um, another uh, candidate uh, was uh, uh, Boyd's damn son. You like to talk almost as much as me to Ty Walker. Yep. Uh, just continuing with Tyler or uh, whatever his name is. Um, 
it seems to me like along the lines of Raylan kind of building up for a big confrontation, normally the bad guys will try something on him, right? I mean, he doesn't sure. he doesn't look to shoot people. It's not what he does, but he confronts people and a lot of times they pull on him. So it feels to me like the writers are purposely pulling that back. Well, they've always struggled. I remember talking with Taylor and reading a lot of stuff with Seppenwall and where they always struggle with the tension of the body count Raylan racks up is a real problem. Yeah. Like it's, you can get to a point where it stretches credulity. (laughs) Plus it solves Uh, every problem. Like Raylan can just murder people with his badge. And and if you let that happen too often, it becomes a parody of itself. Like, you know, why just, he's just going to walk in and shoot Boyd between the eyes. Why not? You know, he drew on me. I was justified. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I think they try to be, they put him in situations where like the one time where he was recovering from a wound and he, he had lost his fast. So he had to figure out other ways out of like, you know, yes. So shooting people, he uh, pulled tablecloths and ran people over, uh-huh. but they've got to find other ways to do that. But yeah, like I, I think in every single episode, he's put his hand on his gun mm-hmm. and done that. Like you, you, you need me to yeah, talk about I the just, consequences and I feel like it's on purpose. Like they're building up, to something. Yeah. It builds up the tension and, and yeah. that's the audience. Uh, another thing along the lines of Raylan shooting people all the time, I like that Rachel is getting a taste of what it is like to manage Raylan. Like, I'm feeling for Art a lot more this season, even though he hasn't really been on screen much. Sure. I get that through Rachel. Yeah. No, I I think that's good, and we had some people, I'm trying to think, uh, I think it was Mike, Mike Brown on the forums, who was saying that Rachel seemed uncharacteristic uncharacteristically whiny slash bitchy this episode. She has Art's job. I don't blame her. I, that's I think that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, like, she's now Raylan's boss and all that implies. Yeah. And also, if that's not bad enough, Tim has turned into a mini Raylan. So she's kind of got two Raylans. Yeah. And He's don't think that himself. Art's going to spend this whole season convalescing off screen. I don't think that's true. I think that he'll yeah. have a big part of play in the back half of the season. I hope so. But not as the boss, like uh-huh. you know, I'm not, more I'm as not... Raylan's like guide, his Yoda. It, it seems like that's what he's turning into. It would be interesting if if Art came in and lowered the boom on Boyd. Raylan could have huh. done it, but he does it because hey, I'm retiring anyway. I'll take the heat. You go off to you know because that's one way that he could spare Raylan the consequences of you. What you're going to go off to Florida without your badge, without you know, like that's kind of the max happy ending i guess unless you're a boyd fan his, <laughs> sure his yeah. heart rolls in in a wheelchair and blows boy away <laughs> I don't know. this is like some unbreakable plot line here yeah yeah i don't know what's happening anyway uh i think we felt like we've covered about everything except for avery markham's weird aversion to bourbon and yeah i don't trust that man well that's I'm, i don't trust him I, I you know many times the writers give us these little kind of clues that people just aren't going to make it in harlan like you know mm. the carpet and and you know compared to carpetbagger to limehouse it seems obvious in retrospect that of course limehouse is the one that survived the carpetbagger is the one that's going to die you know who's the one and 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 avery this this is a something a blatant tell that marks him as an outsider yeah Definitely. In, to, in, in a way that... Um, Along with being the only bad guy without facial hair. Ah, I get Boyd. Okay, Yeah, Boyd, Boyd sure. I keep Ty con- Walker makes up for it. I keep thinking Boyd is not a bad guy, but yes, he is a bad no, guy. No, Boyd is a bad He's guy. He's just a fucking charismatic bad guy. He's a very charismatic bad guy. Actually, when he walked in the bedroom at the end and he had his shirt off and all that stuff, and uh-huh. he's like, you know, Max Boyd sexiness... I was like, I, t- I, s- I turned to my girlfriend. It's like, who you got, Raylan or Boyd? And she's like, oh, Raylan times a million. Uh huh. And I said, oh. And she goes, yeah, Boyd's hair is crazy, and that swastika is a huge turnoff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. Plus, like Walton Goggins gave some crazy smiles this episode. Sure. Like, well, he had the Grinch to compete with. There, I guess so. Like, I've never seen him show that much teeth and gum. It was like a demented <laughs> Jimmy Carter impersonation that he was he was yeah. doing. Yeah, could be a little over the top. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, That's what he does. Forget the Ava's weed. Act. Forget the heroin. It's going to be all about peanuts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Salted and boiled peanuts. Yep. Uh, I have one more question for you. Shoot. In regards to uh, Boyd's plans to kill uh, Avery, do you think that might also extend to Duffy and or Catherine? Yes. 
Yes, and I think I'm... I feel like they've got to do something with Duffy this season. Either kill him or... or I mean, yeah, kill we him. We forgot to talk about... I think about, you got to kill him. We forgot to talk about all the kind of big bad death odds, but um, it just depends. If, if Boyd makes it out of this series alive, which I feel is unlikely... Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, I don't see how these other people make it out, too, because they just know too much. They, he's, there are too many connections to him, and they're bad people that yeah. you, he could kill, and we don't feel bad as an audience. And they fucked him over. Sure, several know? times. Um, I just I just don't know. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, what's interesting about this three episodes in is that everyone is suspicious of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, you know, Wynn clearly is scared to death of Boyd. I don't think he trusts Catherine. Catherine clearly doesn't trust Boyd enough to be straight with him. Um, you know, Avery, does he suspect Catherine? At, at what level yeah. does he suspect Catherine? Um, mm-hmm. is Ty going to be loyal to Avery? Why is Ty loyal to Avery? Why are these three yeah, former vets? How did they fall in with Avery? Um, like I said, I see all the players, but I, what what I haven't seen is the backstabs. And the way they got this set up is this could be like, you know, a Rubik's Cube of backstabbing. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah, which would be in typical justified fashion, you know? Only more so. Like, yeah. there's never been this many moving parts, um, this many sure. credible heavies. Like, even in the really superior seasons like season two, uh, you know, you had Mags and, and Boyd, but her sons were clearly idiots. I mean, that was the this, this sad yeah. state of affairs. And you had kind of, you know, uh, Mining Corp trying to come in. They were kind of another moving gear there. But there again, they're the outsiders. Yeah, um, and that's what Avery is here. You know, sure. and when Duffy was that at one point. And there's a good point. Not The outs- insiders don't always win because yeah. Mags was the ultimate insider. For sure. So uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, I shall do some pimping. And then get to some feedback. Okay. Um, man, we're in a really transition time here. I know. What should I pimp? Just Amazon and get out? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, there are a lot of great ways to support us here at Bald Move. You can go to support.baldmove.com to see them all. But the one I'm going to talk about today is our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, it's a great way to support us. You get all the same great Amazon uh, shipping and prices and item selection. It's really incredible. Uh, but when you use Amazon.BaldMove.com instead of just the Amazon link, you actually send us a little portion of that. And shout out to all our international fans, too. Uh, we got oh, our very, yeah. <laughs> we actually caused a little bit of a stir at our local uh, bank branch because no one really had any idea what to do. Well, I had some Emulex in my pocket, to be fair. So... <laughs> They were yeah. a little worried, a little jumpy. Yeah, you no longer can bring a package of cigarettes into any <laughs> Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase bank. I can't. Uh, but yeah, we had a uh, a check issued from a German bank in British pounds <laughs> from the German affiliates because that's the thing. Like uh, yeah. after they 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 save up to X amount of money and then they pay it out to paper check. So uh, shout out to everybody. I know a lot of people's like, does it work for international? Yes, if you go to support.baldmove.com, you can get all those links for the international affiliates. Uh, but thanks, yeah, big thanks to uh, the Deutschland. Yeah, and thanks to everybody who's been supporting us that way. It, it's a good portion of our income, and it really helps to keep Bald Move going. Yeah, I mean, I, some people like, you know, does it work, or is it kind of a joke? We talk about the pennies, but like, a third or more depending on the month like yeah. you know in christmas time it's insane uh comes from amazon so uh thank you very much we couldn't do it without you let's get the feedback huh sure old buddy shep uh giving us some guff this week he said i think it was last season that art mentioned the phrase marshall stiffy last episode <laughs> tim said something about having a boner at one point hmm. did elmore leonard tend to write about stiff dicks or is it just one of those things <laughs> hope this question isn't too hard on you guys Zing. oh my god uh, you've read some elmore leonard right i have i've read uh uh get shorty and all the raylan books uh ride and rap fire and hole how many raylan. references to stiff dicks i can't think of a lot yeah i can't think of a lot i mean it's okay. it's not that because he it's uh uh, you know, you know, cocks and dicks are mentioned sure. in, in references to sucking. I mean, this episode, and... blow your dick off. You know, I mean, sure, you get, you uh... get, you, you're, there's a lot of, you know, 
these these are rough men and women, and they use rough words, and it comes. I don't know that it's a lot it's, of dicks in this episode. He grabs a guy's dick. He does squeezes his balls into paste. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, uh, cock paste, ball paste. Ugh, those were tiger balls. He could make a lot of money on the black market. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, anyway, Austin M said, "I'm from Western Kentucky, a far piece from Harlan, but Justified's been a big part of my life since season two. I love how accurate the show can sometimes be." I want to respond to a throwaway comment on the last episode talking about Cash Game, and it addressed something that's been on my mind for a while, so I thought I'd share a fun theory. Hmm. It was brought up that Raylan and Ava would never hook up at this point in the show, and while I think that's probably a more logical way to think about them, I had my doubts sometimes, particularly being a big Elmore Leonard fan. His stories and characters twist around each other uh, a lot at novels like City Primeval, one of the ones I haven't read, and we've seen some big glimpses of Raylan being supportive or protective of Ava, i.e. his big speech about her and Bowman and a few uh, and a few moments of the end of the episode previews. Uh, on the other hand, I can see Raylan and Ava slowly growing, growing to resent each other more and more throughout the season. But on the other hand, there's still a part of me that can see them getting themselves into an intense moment, being angry at each other or in extreme danger and winding up thunderfucking on her front porch or something. <laughs> What do you think of the hate fucking yeah. aspect? Is yeah, that yeah. on the table? I wouldn't take it off the table. I wouldn't take it off the table too. Um, I I don't know with this one knowing the thing and and Raylan's baby. It seems like <laughs> it would be weird to have Raylan just bone Ava at this point randomly. Yeah. Maybe I, like it depends on how much he cares for Winona. Actually, you know, I think. There were definitely times when they were hot and heavy. Uh, I don't know how he feels towards her. I mean, I know how he feels towards the baby. Yeah. But they haven't really given us an indication on their relationship. Right. Winona and him. And Raylan is a very, very pretty man. And uh, and Ava's a very pretty woman. Yeah. Jolie Carter has really gotten her fastball back after spending all of last season in prison fatigues and yeah. n- no makeup and shitty haircuts. Uh, yeah. So I could see it, I could see it happen, and sure. But uh, additional note, I agree that it's probably be Ava that finds Dewey's gator teeth, and will probably be a pivotal moment for a character for who she talks about it to. Royd, Royd or ba- Balin, <laughs> Boyd or Raylan. Um, so what do you think about that? That this is going to be a loyalty totem. That what mm, she, who like she it. shares the information about the teeth with, that's going to be a big tell on her loyalty. Yes. I think that is entirely accurate. All right. So uh, big, big fans of that theory there, Austin. Definitely. And uh, we'll all hope for the thunderfucking. We'll see. AJ Nick said, Ty is uh, Sam Elliott's land-buying herald. A lot of this is a big um, Deadwood reference, which you probably, a lot of people won't get I, if you haven't seen Deadwood. Yeah, and, I will definitely not get it. Um, he, if he ends up murdering whores, I think they owe David Milch some money. Uh, this Rachel episode is much less compelling than a Tim episode, which I was almost giddy about. This one is much less fun. I, I again, I, I did not take that away from Rachel. I thought this was just her realizing all the shit that Art has to pull, put up with and yeah. how stressful it is to have Raylan off the leash out in the field, especially in Harlan County. For sure. That's how I took it, too. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a lot more fun to see Tim coming into his Raylan. Um then then to see Rachel come into her art. Yeah. But <laughs> she needs to get some Pappy Van Winkle and it'll be okay. <laughs> I also like the idea of her and Raylan doing more field work together. Okay. I would like to see that. Yeah, I I and, wonder and I how much like, of her job entails that now. It doesn't, but 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 Raylan was practically begging her to come mount up with them and, and ride the hills of Kentucky. Yeah. And you could tell she was tempted. We'll see. I mean it's going to be a bummer for her as an actress and as this character if she is is a less fun version of art where Tim gets to be, uh, you know, yeah, slightly less colorful version of Raylan. That's still but a, pretty a more good fun look. version of Tim. That's yeah, f- certainly a more fun version. She, you know, he basically gets to be a more fun version of Rachel. Yeah, Rachel gets to be a less fun version of art. That's <laughs> great. not great. I, I hope they find a way to to mm-hmm. give it a little bit more humor, a little bit more sparkle. Dr. Bell on our forum said, great episode. One of the most Elmore Leonardy in terms of dialogue. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm always a fan of anything Peter Weller does like that. Uh, like that Boyd's bar serves Buffalo trace. That's a damn yep. good whiskey. I got to say though, their draft beer. selection. Uh, that, was... That's a bourbon. That's a bourbon. Yeah. Which uh, is a whiskey. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, gotta say, though, their draft year selection was a damn sight better than I expected for a dive bar in rural Kentucky. Boyd doesn't fuck around. No, uh, and I like that, you know, people in Kentucky are drinking Kentucky bourbons. Sure. You know, people in Kentucky don't come in and order a vodka tonic. <laughs> they come in, they order a, a Kentucky bourbon. Tastes like a sunrise. Uh, he's And his vote for line of the week was, you understand me, Earl? I'm going to shoot your dick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is strong. I don't know. Just the railing line about it's like you've met or tickled me. Yeah. Uh, Keith from Texas said, really love the episode and how the season's going so thus far. My only slight concern, if we're to really fear Avery Markham, is it far-fetched at all that he and his guys would go through the whole kidnapping and threatening and not hurt either party? Wouldn't that universally be viewed as a, sh- a show or sign of weakness? Especially after his no-half-measure speech. That strikes me as kind of bullshit. You know, you got a problem, you pluck out both their eyes. You don't pluck out one. That seemed like he wasn't even plucking their eyes. He was just slapping their wrists. Uh, he continues, it's entirely possible I've been watching too much of The Wire. I just know there'd be no warning from a Marlowe Stanfield type, which is true. Yeah. But the problem with Marlowe was the bodies. And, you know, the whole line is like, there, you know, you, you can find an old criminal or a bold criminal, but you don't find many old, bold <laughs> criminals. Okay. Um, to me, it's only seen as a sign of weakness if you don't think that he will eventually carry through the threat. Like, he warns you verbally. He snatches your ass up in the middle of the day to let you know he can and then shows up at your girlfriend's house to let you know that that's also on the table. Then I guess it's whether you think he will follow through. Because, that you know, you start killing folk and the police have to get involved. Yeah, but I just he, I have a hard time reconciling his speech that he gave Catherine about her employee who was stealing from her with what he's doing now with a guy who was stealing from him. Boyd's not his employee. I think it'd be a whole other ball of wax if he caught that's Ty even, skimming. Hmm. I don't that's know. That's about man. loyalty. I, Boyd has no loyalty to this guy. And sure. I could buy him like, look, you didn't know who you were stealing from. I you could have thought he was that dumb fuck Calhoun and that's fine, but it's me and you need to back the fuck off. If that works and Boyd comes correct and he doesn't have to drop bodies, that's a win for him. He should have taken a finger. Uh, <laughs> or an you ear. You might not be wrong about that. I don't I don't think a stern talking to is enough in a criminal enterprise of any kind. You might be right. This could have called for a limehouse, you know. Uh, lie hand or whatever yeah a lime hand uh i i it's something you, you might be right i'm i'm with the emailer there i don't know what that would look like but yeah um some some something to let you know it's, it's some escalation um so maybe uh shane b take ava's wedding ring finger how about that Ooh, <laughs> that'd be dark brutal uh <laughs> that just pissed boyd off jim jones more. getting dark in the studio <laughs> uh, shane bowman said i took avery's threats on boyd and ava and not taking the violence straight out as an attempt to flush out who was behind them boyd knew ty wasn't the quote-unquote man and that there had to be someone behind him like avery i suspect that avery knows there's someone behind boyd and he's trying to suss that out that's a good take too like okay, I don't yeah. know who he's working for, but I know this is not the boss, and and the way he sized up Boyd in a similar way that Boyd sized up Ty, and he's a man that doesn't like not knowing things. He doesn't want to. Oh, he yeah. doesn't want to get the weather vane and miss the wind, which was another brilliant line in the episode. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. So That'd be cool. uh, that I, I like that theory. Travis Smith says I'm such a huge fan of set. Huge fan of Sam Elliott in this role. He's totally nailing it. I actually think he didn't yeah. do anything to Boyd or Ava because, and the show said as much, because he is trying not to be a criminal anymore, but will do what he needs to do in order to protect his interests. As a man trying to go All legitimate, right. you can't be dropping bodies that way either. All right, that's fair. Although we don't know what the hell Ty Walker did to those old folk. He killed him. He had plastic wrap. There's no way he didn't kill those people. Yeah, but like... I've seen Dexter. I know what happens yeah, yeah, with no, a roll I'm of plastic. Saying that, but the if if that's true, then that kind of takes away a little ammunition for why he's not killing Boyd. Yeah. Also, fair. I didn't hear. May I, I, I maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear Vasquez or Rachel talking about two bodies sh- of of some elderly homesteader showing up as a litany yes. of the things that are happening. Yeah. 
So have they not discovered that yet? Or potentially, maybe it'll show up soon. I, I just it feels like a little bit of a loose thread because yes, clearly yeah. he killed those cop, but there's nothing come of it. Yeah. Uh, well, and you, you don't go you, to the trouble of writing a five minute scene where they stand up to Ty Walker, and then a thirty second scene of the resolution of that, and then not have it go anywhere. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll go somewhere. Just give it some time. Uh, he also says he's basically walking to Ava's house with all of his Sam Elliott gravitas and literally saying, "You're no more a big boy criminal than you were when I met you at ten years old." Still mm-hmm. playing kitty games. Yep. And he also liked the other use of peacock. Which do you, <laughs> which Ty does not like. Well, is that why? Because the boss man he admires, that's his like arch put down. And the guy just had... Maybe so. Had the... There's you know, the tie-in. It's like Eric from the 70s show, snap, like in an, as an adult, if anyone calls him dumbass, he just like whips every tooth out of their head. He just has these sure. red flashbacks and just his eyes turn to flame and... Uh, Phil Z uh, had some observations. Uh, sign number one, that your characters are kind of sad and pathetic when they get drunk and reminisce about the good old days and end up going back and talking about high school. Sign number two <laughs> is if they actually it's remember the Rob high Lowe school. commercials throughout that episode, right? Yeah. Like, this is me. This is me who peaked in high, high school. school, right? He has cable. <laughs> Avon Boyd kind of peaked in high school, it sounds yeah. like. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm trying to think... think think if i want to go to my 20 year high school reunion oh yeah which is up this year Hmm. i didn't go to the 10 year and like at at this point it's like man do i give a shit i'd have to drive i'd have to go to cross state lines and i just didn't i I didn't care care about about these people like no like were they your friends no no i like weren't really allowed to be friends with them that's the thing i i was i kind of had that barrier and i only really probably liked four or five people in the whole fucking school yeah and two of which i know live in seattle and there's not a chance of hell they're coming coming back so <laughs> um yeah you could pull in an always sunny in philadelphia and go there and i run this school <laughs> no go in as the aluminum monster maybe <laughs> um mike brown he, so i talked about him and his observation about rachel uh he also wanted to know whatever happened to the winnebago i believe yeah. That that was confiscated I, by the U.S. Marshal Service last up last you're season. You're right. You're right. Railing back to giant ass semi tow truck and hauled it off. It's gone. It's in Raylan's evidence garage or wherever he gets all those badass yeah. cars he drives. So where is Duffy living now? I assume he's still in the Lexington. Hotel. It's the hotel. Oh, he's in the hotel. He brought yes. a tanning bed into his hotel yes. room, and that's what he said. He's like, pray to God that they have another uh, room. Uh, yeah, he, they're living oh, in that hotel. Okay, that makes sense. Wow, he he was just well, like they've had yeah, to do I'm a lot gonna... of cleanup to that room. I mean, I don't know how long you can tell maid service to stay the hell away, but I think after a certain amount of time, they're like, yeah, we want to see what's going on in there. It's the rock star clause of the hotel contract. Like, how much shit have you fucked up? Yeah, and I mean, explosions tend to do damage. <laughs> yeah, to hotel rooms, yeah. not just to the bodies. Yeah. So I imagine there's some damage or to at least noticed. cause, you know, a couple people to make a phone call to the front desk. Yeah, I think there was an explosion, <laughs> a definite large explosion. I mean, See, that's why you turn the TV up before you do it. I've called because kids are running down the hallway at two o'clock in the morning. Sure. I'm, I hear an explosion and I'm <laughs> for sure calling that shit in. Unless you're in your tanning bed, then you can't be disturbed. Well, yeah, I'd wait until after. I don't want to muddle my facial tan. Sure. I don't blame you. Uh... Yeah, so there we go. That's 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 the feedback. If you'd like to give us more, you can send it in to justified at baldmove.com. Get on our forums at forums.baldmove.com and also facebook.com slash baldmove and Twitter at baldmove. That's how you contact us. Go to baldmove.com for all the stuff we're doing, not just Justified. It's the Americans. Walking Dead's coming back this weekend. Uh, better Call Saul debuts this weekend. It's all of it, man. I mean, there are four shows worth watching on TV right now. We're doing all of them. House of Cards is coming out um, at the end of this month, and we are going to be binge-watching. We're going to be changing up the format a little bit, but you will probably have more House of Cards than you can keep up with, even still. Uh, But yeah, exciting times. Baldmove.com. Check it out. All right, sounds good. We'll be back next week after the episode for... uh... Another one, another one of these things. Another one. Assuming of these Justified things. stays good, I will still have fun with it. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I tell I'm you, really enjoying this season. Super strong three episode arc 
things are moving yeah. very, very fast. We still got 10 episodes left. <laughs> I almost wonder if they're going to have to do some weird, uh, you know, Winona accidentally ste- steals money from an evidence room type plot to keep things from getting too bonkers. But if they can maintain be. this pace to the mid- to the end, it's going to give season two a run for its money. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you. See you.